0: From the anti headquarters in Tampa Bay, Florida, it's the Anti-Up PokerCast. And now, here are two guys who think they know how to play poker, Chris Casenza and Scott Long. It's April 12th, 2019. You're listening to the best poker cast in the future. I'm Chris Casenza,
1: And I'm Scott Long.
0: So, are there like flying cars and stuff right now? or Did somebody die and we don't know yet?
1: I like to think that I, I, I'm in traditional Italian garb right now.
0: <laughs> no, I like to think that uh, I'm doing this show and you are hit the Powerball from two weeks ago <laughs> and we're not actually doing the show and I'm just going to post it posthumously because the show is dead. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know what's going on here. We're doing a special show today.
1: It's true, yes. We are recording the future and Chris, I got to tell you, if you've never been to Italy, you need to
0: come. It's awesome. Oh yeah, I've, uh, I've only been there a couple times. <laughs>
1: Uh, No, so yeah, I'm traveling, so we're doing a show two weeks early. Um, We'll be back with our normal show next week, so don't worry. But, uh, you know, thankfully Vic G is always around when we need him. So he uh, sends us Hands of the Week like almost every week. I'm going to stockpile for emergencies like this. So today uh, we're not going to do our normal show, but we're going to do two Vic G Hands of the Week and they're always pretty good, because he never misses the details, does he, Chris?
0: No, he's... <laughs> all he's right. Somehow he's got, uh, he's got incredible recall, or uh, he just sits there and takes copious notes while he's playing, knowing he's going to submit it for our show. So he, he never lets us down, that's for sure.
1: Absolutely. So, all
0: right, let's jump right into the first one. He says, I'm playing
1: 1-2 No Limit Hold'em at Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas during the World Series of Poker. Uh, the table is the usual mix of poker players that you don't expect to find in a cash game on the strip during the World Series of Poker. A mix of competent and recreational players. We start to hand with Squiggly 500. All right? Okay. And uh, we are on the small blind. There are two limpers, including the button. Uh, he says, well, there are two limpers in the field as well as the button. Oh, okay. So three? Probably three then. Uh, the standard opening race has been about 12, and, uh, the button has us covered,
0: and we're in the small
1: blind with a 10 of clubs, 10 of hearts.
0: Okay, so it's been limped all the way in the button, limped, and then it's on us. Uh, I do not, I mean, there's two trains of thought here. It's not that big of a pair, and you could just, you know, mislead the table, and no one would, you know, put you on pot. Pocket tens of uh, an all-unders all board came, that kind of thing. Um, there's another train of thought that says: hey, you know, you have a legitimate made hand. Uh, you're going to be out of position, but, you know, if they're limping for two bucks, you can make it a decent raise here. And uh, the problem is that it's hard to build a pot here with just limpers um, in a 1-2 game. You know, if you make it 15 to go, these guys are really going to call 15. Uh, maybe they will, maybe the button will, I don't know. But if they're going to call 15 on the button, he probably would have raised 15. So, I don't know. It's one of those situations where you really have to know the table and really get a feel of, hey, these guys come along for anything or whatever. Um, so, I don't know. I want to get value for this hand. So, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm probably raising. If I'm sitting at the table looking at pocket 10s and nobody's raised yet, I don't care what position I'm in, I'm probably really, even against Danny Negrano's advice that they're just 10s, <laughs> uh, I'm probably gonna raise here. I don't know. I don't. The standard raise you said like twelve. You said ten to twelve. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe make it fifteen, eighteen, and then just see if somebody comes along and then take it down after the flop. Represent whatever's out there.
1: Well, yeah, I got a couple problems raising. Uh, that might be the right thing, but one, when you're the small blind, you raise. I think. Again, I'd be interested to run this through the advanced poker trading to see how often this happens, but um my anecdotal experience would be is when a, there's a late raiser in a round of a bunch of olympers everybody stays in if it's a normal race if it's a crazy race like the race is a 50 year then yeah you can get people out but we're going to add another 10 on top of this for whatever reason the psyche of the players and they're like i'm already in for two so i need to put another 10 in that doesn't make any sense to me but that's what's going to happen right Persons. Right. If you raise under the gun, and then people are like, "All right, I haven't put anything in, so I'm going to get out now. So uh, I don't necessarily, if that's the case at this table, I don't necessarily want to build a pot here, be in the worst position, and have to really defend on that. I know Vic kind of, like, loves that situation, so I'm, I'm going to guess that he does raise here. Um, but based on my experience, I want to, I think I would be happy just to check here and set mine. And it doesn't have to be a set mine at this point. It could be it could be winning hand. Uh, depending on what else is on there. so But keeping my hand disguised, disguise, so that's what I'm going to do.
0: All right, well, we'll see. It's it's just, it's just tough to dodge a flop with three other players in and you have tents. I agree with you. I, I can see all your train of thought, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with disguising my hand's power and limping and set mining or whatever. But at the same time, you flop a set, it's going to be tricky to play it too because who's going to get pay you money if you bet out? And if you don't bet out, then you're running the risk of somebody drawing you know what i mean it's just there's so many ways and so many ways to play it wrong here um right. and I'm, i know we, i think a raise is is very rarely wrong when you have a made hand and people aren't shown strength but uh, i agree with you it's it's a difficult hand uh set mining will be fun i just don't know if we're gonna actually that's the problem is when it comes all unders you know or just one over do we know they had that you know you're not getting any kind of information from these guys so but let's do it let's let's uh i'll raise and we'll play it this way i'll raise and you limp and we'll see what happens all right.
1: uh, Vic says we raised the $16 taking to account the limpers and the fact that we'll be playing from out of position the rest of the hand. Big blind folds, as does one of the limpers, so we're three-handed with a pot of $52, and that limper has 200
0: behind. Okay, very good. I, so far, Vic and I are in agreement. Usually are. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm the black sheep in this.
0: Well, no, fight. that's not true at all, actually. Vic and I are always button heads, but but, yeah, in this case, it's it's true.
1: All right, the flop comes. Jack of Clubs, 10 of Diamonds, 9 of Hearts, and we are first act.
0: Yeah, this is what I was afraid of, you know. I mean, you hit your set, and you're supposed to play it accordingly, but this is so wet. Anybody would come along with, you know, for in a loose game like, game like this in game. Vegas. Yeah. Yep. I mean, King-Queen, absolutely. Would they have razor with King-Queen? Maybe. Maybe not. Um And if
1: not, you're very likely up against Ace A Queen, which yeah. is open ended.
0: So yeah. Yeah. I think for that reason
1: you gotta play this pretty fast, I think.
0: I don't know. This is uh this is scary, but I, I, I you could be behind already. You could be already losing. Uh it's very likely someone could have eight seven. Seven eight they limped. Then they saw the other guy's limped, he's the button, he's in position. I'm gonna call for this you know, it's only fourteen more dollars and I've got two one other guy calling, so you know seven, eight of diamonds or something in my hand, you know, I might snap one off here. So you could very well need to now pair the board. Um, But given that, I can't be afraid of those monsters under the bed that Scott wants to club, and I'm going to (laughs) bet.
1: No, I mean, I think the real reason you have to bet here is because of what I mentioned. Somebody can have a naked queen here. Uh, Less likely have a naked eight, but... Um, so I don't want to play the slow and let them draw out on me. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, flopped it, then we'll find out, but we add outs to that. Um, but if they haven't, I'm going to make them pay to hit that. So, you know, there's what, 52 bucks in the pot. I'm going to bet pretty big here. I think at least 30, maybe even 40.
0: Yeah, I was going to bet pot, pot, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. pot's fine too. Yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do it.
1: I mean, the only danger with that is if you are up against it and then someone shoves on you, then you. Put more in. I mean, I don't know if I want to, but I—I yeah, I don't see—I don't see Vic fall, folding to a shove here. I don't yeah this second set, and then we can redraw too. So I guess it doesn't really matter. So, all right. All right uh, uh See, so Vic says we flop metal set, but with three to a straight on a rainbow board, it's never easy. We're first to act. We bet thirty dollars, about sixty percent of the pot, and both players come
0: along. Interesting. I don't know. I, I I I really thought he was going to bet more than that. I really did. I, I'm not saying it's not the right amount. I just thought he would bet more for some reason. I
1: really did. Yeah, we both were going to bet more, so that's kind of odd. That, yeah. Uh,
0: um, so he bets thirty. They both come along. So that's ninety. Now you got one hundred and forty in the pot. That's pretty. See, that's
1: what I'm wondering. It's only slightly more than a half a pot. Wait, well, said sixty percent actually. Um, so now what I don't know is, and I don't think any of us know now, are we up against the made straight or are we up against? Uh, the naked queen that I mentioned. We don't have any information now. We just put thirty bucks in and we got nothing out of it.
0: Yeah, this is this is uh, unfortunate. I think I, it doesn't tell us anything really. I mean, it tells you that they have something that's worth playing. A naked, but it could be a naked queen. It could be a top pair. It could be top two. It could be just an eight. It doesn't really tell you anything. It just tells you a bunch of stuff that doesn't really help you. Um,
1: well. Let me ask you this. So if you if you have Jack ten on this board and Vic bets thirty, are you not gonna raise at that point?
0: Uh yeah, maybe. I think you have to, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I think so. Your hands even more
1: vulnerable than ours is now. Yeah, maybe. So I I'm gonna comfortably not comfortably, but fairly comfortably eliminate two pair of hands here. You know, we could be up against a set of Jack, but no one raised, so no, I'm take that out of the board too. So really I think we're up against Either that made straight or the naked queen again. So, which is exactly what we, were, <laughs> we thought yeah, before. Yeah. Now we have more information on, uh, on whether we are or not. But you're probably eliminate any other, any made hands at this point. Well, uh, <laughs> right. so. all right. Uh, with a pot of $142, the turn is the four of diamonds. And again, we're first act. Uh,
0: four of diamonds. Well, I mean, we.
1: I think this is a great card for yeah, us. Yeah, I don't think okay. there's
0: any reason not to bet.
1: Now we have to really define this at this point. I mean, if if a king, ace, seven, eight, any of those kind of things came, then then we weren't sure whether somebody caught up to us. But this four diamond doesn't mean anything to anyone. There's no way this four diamond hurts us, right? So so now we're back in the same scenario that we didn't get any information out of. So now it's our turn to get information. So I, I think i got to drop a Benjamin here at least.
0: Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, too, is it also gives them more reason to him, more reason to protect this ant, because now it's two right. diamonds on top of it. So, yeah, I would bet at least a hundred, maybe more, maybe one hundred and twenty. But yeah, I would bet at least a hundred.
1: Um. All right. Uh, our hero says we decided to slow down a bit and bet forty. Wow, playing completely opposite of us this time.
0: See, I told you we don't we don't always agree. Yeah, it's true. We we <laughs> agreed in the beginning with the race that was a fifty fifty thing. So I mean, at this point. Unless he wanted to fold pocket 10s, you know, I had a 50-50 chance of agreeing with him. Now, after that, it's all down the tubes. Um,
1: and what's, it, what's interesting about this is his next line is, after all, what are these two calling with? Well, <laughs>
0: well there you go. I mean, they to
1: uh, be calling with a draw, now you just made it so easy for them to, to, to call and to hit.
0: call again, yeah. That's interesting. I, I wouldn't think that he wouldn't think of that. And you know, now he's got diamonds because somebody could have had the queen of diamonds in their hand. You know yeah. what I mean? They could have had the Queen of Diamonds, and then any other diamond could have been the Queen Jack of Diamonds. You know, they had top pair now, and they have a flush draw. I just, I, I, I fail to see. I think he's setting us up. I think he's fooling with us because there's no way Vic <laughs> doesn't see all these things. So I think he's fooling with us. I think he's just trying to make it uh, so we embarrass ourselves at the end here. Um, yeah. But uh, you don't I don't
1: need help doing that. Vic. I know. I think all- we do it all by ourselves.
0: <laughs> but I don't think uh, I don't think that was a big enough bet. Uh, I can oh. see. I can see the fact, whole.
1: Actually, it's a shockingly too small bet. I
0: yeah, I, I can see. You know where you feel like you're behind, but and you don't want to bet. But the the next line he said was, "What? What was it? What did yeah, you after
1: say? all, what are these two calling? After, with?
0: What were they calling with? Well, yeah. I mean, there you go. I think that's what they're calling with. They're draws um, and maybe backdoor draws now that are getting there. So
1: yeah, yeah. you
0: know, um, you know, callers are unless they have the absolute stone cold nuts. Callers are generally drawers. you know. Generally. I'm not saying that other guys don't feel it out and say, I know my top pair is going to be good here. I'm just going to call whatever he's betting. But for the most part, when you're playing 1-2 in Vegas, they're drawing um, for the most part. So I feel like uh, that wasn't a big enough bet. Well, I'm sure we'll find out at the end that it was a perfect bet. But right now, I don't think it was big enough.
1: All right. He says, uh, as I mentioned, after all, what are these two calling with? If they're slow playing a straight, I can control the size of the turn bet and still see the river in hopes of filling up. Oof. Boy, you're a lot of faith in that flop straight. I think it's just as likely or more likely <laughs> they have those uh, draws. Yeah. You know. uh, he says, again, both players call. Uh, so we're seeing a cheap flop, he says. I think he'd river. Uh But so are they, I guess. Yeah. Pots out 262. The dealer puts out the seven of diamonds make the final board, jack of clubs, ten of diamonds, nine of hearts, four of diamonds, seven of diamonds. Now, unlike the four of diamonds, which changed nothing, this changes everything.
0: Oh, yeah. Any eight, any two diamonds? I mean, somebody could have ace, eight, uh, but that probably wouldn't have made sense at the at the time of that flop bet. Um, but it could. Ace, eight, pre-flop would call. Then they have an open-ended draw. Some people think that's the nuts when they have the, the ignorant end of a straight draw. Um, so eight could be there. Seven eight could have been the hand that they were holding on to, and they made the straight, so it doesn't matter. But they're afraid to raise because they don't have the nut straight. Um, oh yeah, and then the diamonds too. Somebody with, like I said, queen jack of diamonds now got there with the flush. Uh, so I mean, all kinds of hands now beat us. This terrible card.
1: Yeah, I think at this point now I've gotta check and just hope that it's a good old fashioned one two game where everybody else is scared of everything else on the board and chicks behind and we take it down with our set here. But um I, I, I don't think I could I, I don't think I can make another bet here.
0: No. Yeah. I don't think so.
1: Um, Alright, so Vic says uh, uh, Seven Diamonds obviously completes the backdoor flush and straight draws. So nasty! (laughs) What an ugly river. I think we have to check. We tap the table. The limper bets 80, leaving himself 50 behind. The button fold and the action's back on us.
0: Do we think this set is worth a call? Any eight, any two diamonds? Any any queen eight, any king queen? How much in the pot? Uh, be it was two sixty two before the eighty, so three forty two. Yeah, that's a lot of money for, you know, for you. You could probably justify a call here, based on how much you're getting on your money and the type of game you're in. Um, you could have two pair and just didn't play it the way we thought we would play it. Uh, now,
1: interestingly enough, our opponent left himself fifty behind. If he's bluffing, you he would shove the whole thing there. So,
0: yeah. I think we could-
1: bluff out of it. So, if it's not a bluff, that's the problem here. I think you're right. I, initially, I was going to talk myself into this because of the odds, but that 50 really is odd. So, if you take the bluff out now, what can we beat here? It has to be a set of nines, set of sevens, set of fours.
0: Yeah, those hands won't even be in the flop, after that flop bet. The
1: top, right? So, yes, yeah, <laughs> so if it goes out now,
0: um...
1: I mean, obviously, the flop straight is what we were worried about from the beginning, so that's still a possibility. If it's a naked queen, that doesn't matter because that, that didn't happen.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if this, this person's savvy enough to bluff here. So it's just whether or not they win. And to me, uh, I mean, he could be representing. But you know what? I think, I think Vic makes the hero call, but I think I probably fold. I think I probably fold. I think I somehow got beat here. I don't know how, but I think I was. I don't think I was beat from the beginning. Maybe I was. Maybe somebody's got the mage straight from the beginning and just letting them bet it for us the whole way. Uh, you know, you could possibly have king queen here and not have raised free flop and then called our raise, um, and that could be it. Could be walking the dog. So I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it out there and fold. I, I like to make a hero call here and say, hey, I was right and. But in this case, I'm probably going to fold. I know it's 3-1 to one on our money, and that's pretty decent. But I don't like to look at odds for calling bets at the end. I like to look at odds for drawing and things like that. In this case, I don't know if 3-1 to one is enough on my money just because I have a set. This is an incredibly wet board. Flushes, straights, all kinds of straights, and all in the cards that would people would call raises with. You know, It's not like it's a baby straight. So I'm going to fold. I'm going to fold and stick to it, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, and I'm curious whether we would have got to the spot had we bet more earlier in the hand that we wanted to. I guess we'll find out what, what he has here, but yeah. uh, I'm having trouble figuring out a hand that he leg- legitimately have that we could beat. So I think in the moment I'd probably call, but I'd probably regret it. So we're not in the moment, so I'm going to fold, which means I'll probably regret that. <laughs> Um, Alright, Vic says, although the river's a terrible card for us, it's also a great scare card for the limper to try and steal the pot. It's true, but wouldn't he shove Vic? I guess we'll find out. We'd be calling 80 to win a pot of 342, which means that we need to be correct about one out of five times. That raises out the question. I know that if I were a limper, I'd take a stab once a player bet every street, check the river card. That's a good point, but still. I think it's cheap enough to call, and I toss in the 80 bucks. I hear my opponent say, ace high, and we thankfully drag the pot. Wow. So he did bluff, even. That was a bad bluff.
0: Well, it wasn't in, a bad bluff because then it would have got us to fold. You know what I mean? Vic makes hero calls all the time. To us, you know, we made a story that made sense, and you said the same thing. Why would he leave that money behind if he was bluffing? He would shove if he was bluffing. He right, didn't. Here's so. the thing.
1: If you, if you put 130 in, it would definitely look like you're trying to bluff there, but it's it's so much with this kind of bird that I don't know if we could talk ourselves into it. Mm. The 80 was just enough that Vic could talk himself into it, because he did the odds of the one out of five.
0: Ugh. I don't know, ace high. I what? think
1: he had a better chance of bluffing by shoving it all in and, and daring us to say, hey, this is a bluff or it's not. Man.
0: I'd like to know so what his went. other card is. Not, not that it makes any difference, but I'd like to know if it was ace-queen and how he didn't queen. raise pre-flop. You know what I mean? What what hand did he have That's that he didn't raise pre-flop but with ace-high? And that now eight.
1: Wasn't
0: if it's an eight, he has it straight. yeah so, so it's not ace-eight. Yeah, so it's not ace-eight. ace-eight. Could be, it couldn't be ace-jack, ace-ten, or ace-nine. can't be ace-seven or ace-four. So well, what ace is he playing top, yeah. that he's sticking around with?
1: Wow. So you're right. It has to be either a weekly played... Broadway combination or ace six or worse.
0: Right, there is no Broadway combination, right? Uh, ace King? Well, do, ace, yeah, we play King. yeah. So he plays it.
1: He would raise those hands, he so he take those out. Ace eight would have the straight now, so he can't be that. Any ace ten, ace nine would be a not ace high, so now you're down to ace six or or worse. Wow, this is weird. And take out ace four
0: because that one because <laughs> right, it was an ace high then. Well, that's uh, bizarre. Ace-6, Ace-5, Ace-3, Ace-2s. Well, Vic always wins his hands, so if I wanted to get it right, I would just hit call, but because he, he always wins <laughs> hands. But, uh, you know, in this case, I just I couldn't see calling. I just couldn't. I just. I mean, I, I mean, I, there was a but little like bit of me saying 3-1 to one was a pretty big hand set, but so many hands beat
1: us. I would call, like I said, and I would have been happy, but, you know, when I had time to look at it, I, I talked myself out of it, so... That's a great thing about doing hand of the week. You're right half the time, and you're wrong half the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right, and I also think that too. That if I'm in Las Vegas, I got 500 in front of me. I kept the pot relatively small with my betting. I may just peel off, you know, four red chips, put them back in my stack, and push the other 80 out, and then just see how this player plays too for information. I may make that call in the moment. Um, sitting here and talking about it for what? What is it now? 21 minutes. You know, I you know I don't know if I can spend that kind of time on a hand in a casino um, and then having you in my ear, too, talking about it with me, you know, to get me to fold. In the moment, maybe I do just, all right, I'm calling, you know, and and maybe it's that ego thing that Mike talked about two weeks ago uh, where you're just like, I just can't give up this set of tens, and I think that, you know, I'm invincible in this moment or whatever. I don't know. But just so many hands backdoor and beat us. Not even backdoor, flopping beat us. Um that you know could have beaten us, so it, it's not an easy call to make. But given the fact that it was three and one on your money, you'd still have basically three hundred and fifty bucks left or so, whatever it is. I didn't really write all the numbers down here, but um, yeah, you know you're doing well in that one-two game when you got five hundred. So if you're wrong here, you've got information on that guy, and you'll probably get that money back. So I don't know. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a terribly difficult call to make. Um, yeah.
1: And I think if you think about how Vic played it, he almost have to make that call, right? Because yeah, that's what he played. said. Yeah. He slowed down so he can control the size of the of the bet, and that's what he got. So he got a pot where he felt he did that. So if, you, if that's your strategy, then you have to make that call on the river. So, well, right. wow! All right, nice, you, Vic. Let's see if he loses the next one.
0: <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs>
1: Uh, All right. He's back in Florida now, so we know this is going to be crazy. Okay. Uh, One-two, no limit holding game, $400 max buy-in at his local Florida poker room. At new in the table is seven-handed and full of the stereotypical tight over players that you expect to find at this hour of the day. I've been the most active, trying to loosen up my play and see a lot of cheap flops, especially since my opponents rarely three-bet. I sit with a big stack in the hijack position. Um, the button is the villain in his hand. It sits with about 300. He's getting frustrated, both from a lack of cards and from what I'm guessing is his valid perception that I'm stealing a lot of pots. Uh, he decides to put on the $5 button straddle. Action starts with a small blind. Both blinds call, and it's folded around us, and we look down at the eight of spades, five of spades, again from the hijack. Uh,
0: well... You know, he's clearly playing the people here and not the hands, um, which is fine. That's what you should do in this game, really. Um, but you're in the hijack and you don't know what's behind you. That's the thing that worries me. Is I, you know, when you want to start making these moves where you're like, you're going to target a player, so you're playing the hand or whatever, I'm always afraid, you know, you've got the cutoff, you've got the blinds, and you've got the button still behind you to act. So I don't like to waste money at a table either. It's one thing to speculate when you have a huge stack. And these people are, you know, you're you're on a run, you're on a roll, whatever you want to call it, and then you're like, hey, you know, I can, I can just play any hand now. I feel invincible. But when there's so many people behind me to act, I hate to to make a move or to play a person. I, I'd rather just be the button when I know all I'm dodging are the are the the blinds, you know, and generally they're not raising me. So I don't know. I just think I just I just let this hand go. I think I don't think I even get involved. Well,
1: normally I would, but, uh, you know, I think Vic has these people's number, and he's, you know, I wouldn't say he's closing out the action because uh, a button could raise still, but um, uh, this is kind of a hand that Vic can play really well, I think. So if I'm Vic, I'm probably calling this, but um, if I'm me, I'm not.
0: (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) Right. Um, Alright, he says a raise to $25 might take down this pot, but I'd have to fold any re-raise. The big blind is very ABC, but the small blind has a reputation for slow playing his big pocket pairs. I'd like to see a flop of his hand decide just to call, and decide to just call the $5. Cut off folds, and the button checks his option. Alright, well that all worked out, so now we got a lot of options. Let's see what happens.
0: So how much is in the pot now? How many players and what is it? Uh see, 17 in the pot after the
1: rake, and four handed.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Uh, flop comes with seven of spades, six of clubs, tray of hearts. Well, that's, uh, that's lines check, and the action's on us.
0: That's pretty nice.
1: Eh, couldn't couldn't have asked for a better flop. There are better flops, so you couldn't have asked for it. That'd be good.
0: <laughs> I like that flop. I don't mind betting either, because no one's going to put you on these hands.
1: Got one of our straight flush cards there, the boot.
0: Yep. Open-ended. Still have an <laughs> over card. Case and eight comes. Uh, I like this. I like this flop. Uh, you know, and I'm I'm not saying I'm I'm willing to get it in with somebody on this because it's just a measly baby straight draw, but it's still a good draw. I mean, eight nine is a nut flush draw, Not a straight draw, but um, I don't know. I think I might bet just to put it out there and build a pot. You want to build a pot for these types of hands, yeah, you know? I
1: know. I think he got a bet here. This is great. <laughs> our hand is so disguised here, yeah. right? like a board that. Um, that no one hits, so you're probably going to get some callers, which I'm kind of fine with because when I hit um, my straight, they're not going to see it coming. So I'm definitely going to bet here. And if everybody folds, that's great. I just picked up a nice pot where they eat high.
0: Yep.
1: Never complain about that, right? No, no. Yeah, I think I'm going to put 10 bucks in here and see what happens. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Vic says, I'm betting here 100% of the time. Yep. I'm called by the small blind, then I'm done with the hand unless I improve. I think the button would have exercised his option with any pair or strong hand. A small $10 bet should
0: do the trick. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, he, see? You were saying he always agrees with me, but he's agreeing with you.
1: Hey, you know, broken clock. agrees uh, right. twice <laughs> a day or something like that, right?
0: <laughs>
1: uh, button calls the 10 bucks, and both blinds fold, so we're heads up to the turn. Wow, interesting. Huh. Uh, the turn is the ace of spades. So now the board is seven of spades, six clubs, trey of hearts, ace of spades, and we are first to act.
0: While that hurts us in the fact that we're probably now behind, it helps us because it gives us a flush draw and we still have a straight draw. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I check here just so that if I check here and then the person bets. And it's a reasonable bet. And we call it doesn't look like we're drawing anymore. It looks like we hit our seven on the flop and we were betting see, the it seven.
1: Was the opposite. I think if we check here, call and then bet out when we hit our hand, then it we're playing our hand pace up. That's interesting that we see it differently.
0: Yeah, because if I'm drawing if I was drawing, would I have bet into somebody who raised free flop or whatever or they mm-hmm. limped with it I don't remember? I'm getting the two hands confused. This is why we don't do two hands of the
1: week. No one raised. It was just a $5 straddle.
0: All right, it was a $5 straddle. That's what it was. Okay. See, um, I think
1: this, ace, this is all the reason for us to bet because now we're representing it. If we Again, if we win, if we, our opponent folds, we still won this hand with eight high. That doesn't change anything. That's great. Um, it looks like that's a card we like, which it is, but not for the reasons that opponents would think it is. I think'd we check here it, it The only thing that it, it it could show that we could play on the turn is that we were um spooked by the ace exactly
0: that we hit the top pair, bet it out, hoping to take it down didn't take it down but, but now we 're afraid of the ace on
1: the river then that we feel confident betting. Not with what we have, which we know there's lots of cards that can come that we, but that would, would sell that story.
0: Well, what I'm saying is that maybe now you make your you hand, up, you okay. check again, and now this guy bets big, and then you, you know, I mean, yeah. you, you run the risk right. of losing value, but yeah, you also you, get yeah. the risk of making it. Isn't one that one.
1: kind of risky, though, to check the river when you, you haven't made hand?
0: Well, that's what I was just saying. You cut me off. It wouldn't let me finish my thought. Uh, I was saying this that. That's a bad thought. <laughs> you're, okay. you're, you're taking a chance both ways, I think. I think you also have a chance that. You know yeah, so you missed the value on one street, you win the pot, you go away sad, that you could have made more at the same time, you don't know that there's also fifty fifty shot that you bet the river and he folds, or you check and he checks behind, and he has the best hand, you know i mean i I don't know what what's gonna happen here, but I know that if I checked the street before and he bets and then I call and then I check again on the river he he may have put us on that seven. And now he bets again to say, oh, I got two pair or whatever it is. And then you come alive and say, oh, I got my flush on my straight. So I don't know. I, I think it depends on how – if you believe that he thinks you're drawing, then you bet. But if you think that he thinks you're afraid of the ace, then you check. And then on the river, you check again because he believes you were afraid of the ace. He believes he has the best hand and that you were just calling to hope for a showdown of reasonable amount. So I don't know. I, I don't think – I don't think this guy puts us on a draw if we check now.
1: No, I don't think he does now, but if if a a low spade or a low card comes that completes our – if a four comes, and now all of a sudden we checked on with the ace and now we're betting again, I don't know what story we're telling then. I think a smart person's going to look at it and – I mean, it's really hard to put us on 8-5 anyhow, right? So right. but. But it, that would be a confusing story. Now, it might be so confusing that we get a call out of it, so maybe we're just wasting time thinking about it. But
0: Are you thinking, like, we're going to pull off a, you know, a huge... See, I don't know. It's just hard for me. It's hard for me. The other
1: thing, too, is if we check here, then we're hoping... We have to hope for that street, or we have to be bold enough to bet the river with nothing.
0: Uh, I would rather... That's what I was thinking. It was stu- are, you, are you hoping to be a Stu Longer out, here?
1: It's winning. We have one of getting the guy to pull now because he doesn't have an ace or whatever. Now he's like, okay, now I have no chance of winning, and we take down a pot with eight high. Or if he calls us, then we have all of our myriad outs to hit. Plus, we could still block on the river at that point. We have like three options of winning this pot if we bet now. If we check, then it's a little bit more difficult.
0: Well, that's the thing is that you're you're trying to stew-unger somebody who's playing 1-2 in Florida. You know, <laughs> it's it's not lost. it's not like it's stew-unger <laughs> in the World Series for the world title in the Vegas Sun, you know, downtown. it's This is basically, hey, we're in a Florida poker room. Is this guy really going to fall for these three bets in a row when he's hit his top pair on the turn and then maybe on the river he gets two pair. you know what I mean I'm thinking that if I hit my flush I think if I check here I'm showing that I took a stab at it out of the blinds or whatever and I didn't hit it I didn't get it now the ace comes I'm afraid it doesn't look like I'm drawing because I limped along or checked behind or called the straddle whatever it doesn't look like I I was drawing it looks like I hit the seven I took a stab Somebody didn't believe it. Now the ace came, and I'm afraid. Now I'm like, all right, the jig is up. I checked. So now I call his me- meager $30 bet here on the turn or whatever it's going to be if I don't bet. And then on the river, I make my straight or my flush. I say, oh, I check again to him as if, yeah, yeah, you're ahead. And then the guy confidently bets his two parry may on the river, aces up or something, and now I come alive. I, I that don't know. That's
1: gets- the it has to everything, though. Uh... But I guess if he doesn't have much of a hand right now we're not gonna get much out of him either so that's another point to make. but i don't know I, i'm i'm betting this i you know um i think the pot's about 35 so i'm gonna i'm gonna put 20 in and like i said i'm getting quite happy if i win this with eight high i'm always happy when i win it with eight high
0: yeah i would be too i i i mean i like to bet here but at the same time i don't want to bet and then be raised off this hand you know i, mean,
1: yeah, I don't I, think i Raised off his hand. We've got flush and straight draws. No, yeah,
0: no, I don't think we raised off the hand. That's right. I I don't think we raised off the hand. It's just interesting that you could probably get more money on him if you let him now take command of the hand, but maybe not. I don't know.
1: If we're confident, he's going to bet, but I, I don't know how confident we are. He's going to, going to bet here. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, even if we check here, he's got to think that maybe that's a fishy check, if we have an ace. Like we're trying to get him, we're baiting him to, Yeah, yeah to bet so he may not bet at that point too and and they take the free card to hit whatever he has like keeping them in, in this um pot which at this point he probably he, he almost certainly has his beat right now right so feels like it. Not anything so he just has to dodge stuff but all right there says uh, i like the ace, as it's likely the button does not have an ace unless it's a small ace and you just turn aces up I suspect the button might hold some random six or tray for a small pair or has a random five or four for a guy shot straight draw. It's not shooting guys out there, Vic. Got a cut shot. Um, pot's 35 bucks, And he says if the button has a draw, I want to set the price high enough to either fold him out or make it a huge mistake for him to continue. If he's got a small pair, I want to put the pressure on him since I sense that he's been frustrated with both his cards and with me in the past couple hours I decided to overbet the pot and make it 50 to go. Oof.
0: That's an interesting thing. I mean I I think he's probably comfortable getting it all in here anyway. So I don't I that's the other thing is I because you got two draws um and even Hilariously, an eight could actually win here. You don't know if an eight comes. That's, true. That's but, very true. But, um, you know, because you have all those draws, you know, you could play it this aggressively. I just, I was looking for a different way to play it. I was looking for seeing if this guy represents. Now you're like, you know, or maybe he did hit the ace. If he did hit the ace, then you know he's going to bet again, probably, um no matter what happens. But again, we don't have anything right now. So, you know, I wouldn't mind making a big pot. We talked earlier about you want to play a decent sized pot when you have these types of cards. Um, so I, I kind of like that bet, too. I, I'm not saying that we have to check it. I was just saying that was an interesting. Uh, All right, so let me ask maybe. you about
1: this bet. So what's the difference between a $35 bet and a $50 bet here?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, it could be that it looks like he's he overbetting.
1: One is costing us $15 more if we don't hit.
0: Right. I mean, um, I think
1: a $30 bet serves the same purpose here.
0: Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe it makes this guy Dick think so differently about the hand. Think about uh, the the fifty dollar bet making him think differently about the hand. Like maybe he's thinking you're not as strong as you are, and you're trying to get me out when I've hit my. You know, what I mean, I don't know. Maybe thirty five doesn't. Maybe he looks at thirty five like, oh, this guy's got a stranglehold. I don't know. I, it, it, you're interesting. It's an interesting question. It's it's probably a pittance. It's probably not that big of a deal. Um, but maybe yeah, it's psychologically.
1: I don't know. That's fifteen bucks for saving if this hand goes south on us. But. Yeah. You
0: know,
1: but. I guess we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I don't think people when people play poker the way they do, properly, they don't think about saving fifteen dollars.
1: Well, yeah. the other thing I always forget when we're doing the hand of the week is we have the pot numbers in front of us here, right? I yeah. mean, if you're average one two table, who, how many players actually know what's in the pot at any one point? So if you would bet fifty here or thirty five, they'll probably think it's a pot size bet regardless. So probably yeah. doesn't change too much, but um, but since we have the numbers here, I'm just uh, opining yeah. out loud, you know. Yeah, I mean, the goal is always to bet. Just enough to accomplish your goal and not waste, essentially waste money if things don't go your way. So in this case, for what we're trying to do, if everybody knows what's in the pot, if we're playing online and we can see the pot, I think thirty-five accomplishes the same thing as fifty, and then saves us fifteen if, if the hand goes south on us. But right, right. Um, all right. The button calls after giving it a bit of thought. He looks as if he was going to fold there for a bit, though. Uh, with the pot now one thirty-four, the dealer puts out the queen of spades making the board seven of spades six of clubs trey hearts ace of spades queen of spades and completing the backdoor flush for us we are first to act again
0: i, I see no reason not to bet and when we bet and the guy raises us we're going to be ticked off that he sort of backdoored into something that we'll never understand uh you know i don't i don't know how he could have a higher flush than us um but it's very possible since it was a straddle and he could have any two cards and you know, he could have not believed the initial bet, was hoping to steal it later, and then when you bet again, now he's like, well, I, got a, I picked up a flush draw with my jack ten of spades, you know, or something like that. So, But he would probably raise that as a straddler. So I don't know, but I, I don't see any reason not to bet. I just know that we're going to get raised when we do. <laughs> I got a feeling.
1: No, it's fine, but I'm, I'm going to call that raise. I'm yeah, not no, ready. I know. See, I mean, he could have a lot of hands, not, not, not a flush that beats us, so I'm willing to call that that, uh, that raise, so...
0: I mean I probably make it a eighty dollar bet or something like that here just to get paid off. Maybe a little less yeah, than that. Six, $60 or yeah. eighty. But yeah, when we get raised I'll probably still call and then he'll turn over some unbelievable hand that he you wouldn't put him on, but because he's a straddler he could have those two cards. Yeah.
1: Ten nine of spades.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh all right, the uh, he says the ace of the ace on the turn didn't scare my opponent. Unless he's slow playing a small flop set knowing that I'd be aggressive on future streets. Alright, so we or was he being stubborn with a hand like six five or four three, three? I'm betting for value here and when his curiosity frustration to make the call. So I slide out a sixty dollar bet. Yeah. <laughs> After a bit of studying, my opponent Min raises to one twenty. Yeah, easy call at that point.
0: Yeah, I, I just call it just because. What's the point? You know, if you if you shove and you have him beat, he's gonna fold. And if you shove and he has, he's only gonna call you with a better yep. hand. So I just call that sixty dollars.
1: Uh, Vic says, that's odd, as he only raised 60 into a pot of 254 and left himself about 100 behind. Uh, what's he What's he got? What's he have? And what's the move? Uh, this is my first instinct is to just call. All right, that was our instinct, too. Vic is going to show us what we're wrong. Uh, but am I leaving money on the table? He'd have to have a bigger flush to beat me, but this guy is clearly not the bluffing type. And if he were, he'd, he'd have shoved all in. Perhaps he would have raised the turn of the set, or is up to protect against straight flush draws, so I discount those hands. Could the Queen have given him two pair? Maybe. If he's got a flush, but what uh, two flush cards would he have continued with? I think he must have held 6-4 four, or 4 tray, giving him a pair and a combo draw to call the turn bet. We beat both of those flushes. I tank for a while here and finally decide on the shove. He quickly calls his remaining 105 and tables the King of Spades, 4 of Spades. Wow. <laughs> and scoops a $584 pot. He made some terrible calls on previous streets, but if that's what you expect from recreational players who suspect we're stealing and are getting frustrated. Oh, well, at least he stayed at the table long enough for us to win it back from him. Yeah, that's exactly why I wouldn't have shoved there. I mean, it's exactly what you just said. We're all yeah. going to call with our hand there. So, yeah. Um, and you talk about leaving m- money on the table. I hate to do that, but at the same time, I think the risk of – us getting losing more money there outweighed the, the little bit of money that we could have got out of him by doing that. So
0: Yeah, so let's let's replay it for a minute here. So he's he's the straddler, right? So he's got King's King four of spades. He sees a gut shot flop and an over and says, Hey, you know what, there's a decent amount of money in the seventeen in the pot. We bet kind of a little bit after that flop. We didn't bet a lot. He's like, you know what? I got a gutter that no one would put me on, and straddlers—that's why they play straddles. They love to just hit these crazy hands that you don't, you can't imagine that they played. You know, he's forced to play the king four.
1: Yeah, it was a frustration calling the flop. I think. Yeah. Bet, uh, Vic made a good bet to get that hand out, but that guy was just so frustrated today that he's like, you know, if I hit this hand, I'm going to get all the money back I lost because it's going to be hidden just like ours, right? So, yeah.
0: what did he bet on the flop again?
1: Uh, 50 over bet the pot 50 oh, with, oh yeah right. okay. so I mean it was a right bet it just it was the wrong player to bet against but then uh, I'm not trying to cut you off but then the rest of the, the hand we we bet uh, probably too little for this to get that
0: yeah see you know what I just keep getting confused with the, the other hand because we had two hands of the week with him so okay. I was just trying to remember because um, I wrote it down but it's I can't read my writing. so okay so seven, it was 17 in the pot I thought and then he bet 50 right which is great. Oh, hold on,
1: hold on. Maybe that was a turn. I'm sorry. Uh, ten. Oh yeah, hold on, back up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, well, we bet ten on the flop.
0: Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, point, yeah, if there's seventeen easy. in the pot and we bet ten, King Four is calling every day and in position and twice on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, and then right. yeah, then definitely they're they're, they're definitely calling the uh, the overbet on the it's turn. There's no chance I can, they fold them. So I, they got the same <clears throat> same hand we had, but better.
0: <laughs> while while I would say that I agree with Vic about the type of players you're seeing out there. Vic, you played eight five, all right, <laughs> and this guy played king four in the straddle. He was forced to play, and you only bet ten when you picked up a backdoor straight flush draw and an open-ended straight draw. You only bet ten. This guy's got a gutter, an over, and a backdoor bigger backdoor flush draw than you had. Then he picks up the nut flush draw on the turn. You overbet. There's no way he's folding there. I mean, he could shove on you there, and then you're probably calling and losing everything anyway. So I don't think he'd get away from it. But
1: I don't well, think I also that. I don't think we're gonna get this guy out of the hand either. I mean, if he would have made a pot size bet on the flop at 17, I don't think the guy's going away for that. No, either. he's not. The he's- same thing I'm saying is right. that you know, so frustrated. So. There was no way of getting rid of this, this guy at any point of this hand. so
0: I just can't dismiss him as one of those recreational players that make mistakes. This wasn't a mistake to me. He was forced into the hand with his straddle, so he knows what he's doing. Have to, you know, I mean, He knows how to straddle, and he knows that creates havoc in a 1-2 game most of the time, so he's not completely clueless at the table. He picks up a gutter and an over and a backdoor second nut flush draw, for $10, he's taking a flyer on that, especially if he's frustrated. Then after that, he's playing it like everybody else would have played it, who would know how good you are, probably. So I I, I just don't dismiss him that easily. I'm not saying he wasn't because he said he stayed around and then he took all his money later, which he probably did. No, but, I think the
1: only mistake made by either player in this hand was Vic's shove on the river.
0: Yeah, I think he just called there.
1: Everything else, I mean, I'll, I'll defend Vic for, for calling that 8-5 pre flop all day long. And I, th- I think his bet there was appropriate, and the call was appropriate. Uh, I, I think maybe the, it was, the probably, bet he bet was probably too much of a turn, right. but that, that was a mistake. And the guy obviously was going to call at that point. And um, now I guess maybe you could argue the guy should have raised there because he should have been trying to take down that pot down with King High at that point. Um, but maybe he thought that we would re-raise and he didn't want to get it all in at that point. Yeah, and he's but,
0: in position too, and Vic I showed a propensity up. for betting. So why yeah, why sure. raise him? Right, exactly. You know, if the, yep. if the hand gets there on the end, you know, Vic's gonna have to three barrel him the whole way with nothing to take this hand down. Uh, and then if he checks the river, the guy could do his bluff then. But if he now he's hit his hand and Vic's been willing to do all the betting for him, and even on the river he bet for him. And then he bet raised him, and then you know, and then Beck, Vic bet him again and shoved. And so the guy got max value out of it by by not being aggressive because he knew Vic was aggressive. So. Yeah, interesting that he lost a hand, though. You know? Yeah. I'll, usually he raise, wins his hands. but uh, he, Thanks for providing an entire show for us today, Vic. <laughs> we did a good job of it, too. We're like 45 minutes in, and that's not even without the music and the commercial and the ending music. So I think we did it. I think we pulled it off there. So enjoy up Italy. Up. <laughs> I'm Chris Casenza. And I'm Scott Long. We'll see you at the tables.
1: AntiUp is a production of AntiUpMagazine.com. Contact the show at podcast at antiupmagazine.com or call our hotline at 206-338-6344. If you'd like to advertise, send an email to advertising at antiupmagazine.com or call 727-331-4335. Some music used in this episode comes courtesy of the PodSafe Music Network.